Well, hello there, kitty cat. Oh, your tail is looking nice and foofy today. Hello, listener. Welcome. Welcome to the Toon Junkies Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be honest with you, we're going to keep it short today because, ooh, baby, is this episode another long one. I shouldn't say another long one. I think it's been... I can't remember when the last time I had a two, a, a good hearty two hour thing, um, and I I even uh, had to snip and cut some things out. Well, I moved some things around just because uh, flow was a little easier. But that's not your business. That's that's for me. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna keep it short today. It's been it's been a week, has it not? I mean, it's always it's always a week. It's just as to which one are you experiencing um this week for me fine i went and saw the new doctor strange um and not to spoil anything and i hope not to influence you in any kind of way i am very easily influenced to certain things especially if it's like the first review that i hear about right that will stick in my mind well i'm gonna be honest with you i was super excited to see doctor strange right and i was very bored and I don't think it was anything to do with the plot or the story the acting is all very very fascinating um my problem is that I think I need to stop getting high before I go to the movies um I used to really really enjoy it but now I think I get too analytical I lose lose sight of the fact that uh, these are not real people, you know, Dr. Strange is not a real person, but instead I'm watching Benedict Cumberbatch move and flail his arms in what I can only presume is an entirely empty room. It's just all green screen, right? And when I think of that, it just, it just makes me laugh and it makes me think, wow, I bet that feels really ridiculous. And I bet it looks really stupid when there's, uh, not a bunch of in post when all the CGI and the monsters are added in. I don't know. I don't know why I'm just coming to this realization, but when I was watching this movie, I was just wow. It it took bro, and it took so long. Maybe this it might just be because I was in a 3D theater. I fucking hate 3D. It's dumb and it hurts my brain for like the first 10 minutes until my eyes adjust, but. I don't know. Uh, I think I may, that might have just been it. I may have been in a, I may have had a fucking thorn in my side just because I was mildly inconvenienced by the 3D. Well, Chris, why did you buy a 3D? Because it was the only fucking theater open on Thursday, okay? Well, not the only theater open, but it was the only uh, seat available. So I have, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. There's a seat that I now will like exclusively sit in if given if given the opportunity if it's available i will go to that theater and that showing so that i can have my fucking seat okay i'm not gonna tell you which one it is because i don't want you to fucking take it so um just know that there's a seat um but yeah that seat was available for a 3d movie and I was fucking buttered about it, and I, it may have it may have swayed my entire opinion, my entire <laughs> my entire viewpoint on this fucking movie. Oh man, that make I mean it's kind of true, but also that upsets me that something so so mild, so fucking mid, something as mid as the 3D and the 3D glasses totally ruined my fucking experience, but it didn't. 
The movie was fine. I just probably won't watch it again. Maybe I will. Maybe I just have to not watch it in 3D. I don't know. But yeah, go see the movie. It's... Oh, but also, before you do so, um, before you see the movie, you're definitely going to want to be, like, in the know about what happens in WandaVision and also what happens in, at least slightly in the know of the What If series that Disney did. Um, because... Um, multiverse of madness uh, would imply that there are other dimensions with other characters, right? So, you're going to want to at least be in the know, right? So, uh, with that in mind, uh, go see Doctor Strange. It's fantastic. If you're not into superheroes, then don't. I don't fucking care. But, if you're listening to to this fucking podcast, I assume you're at least a little into superheroes like we are. Um... But speaking of superheroes, there are none in this in this episode. Um, but the people that I talk to are really fantastic. Uh, and those people that I am referring to are the lovely, lovely bandmates of the early. Uh, what a what a fun what a fun conversation we have. Um, <laughs> I, I listen. It's 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 two hours for a reason. I'll, I'll I'll I won't even spoil it. But it's uh it's a lot of fun. I really hope that you uh not just enjoy the episode but also look into their music um i'm always down to support local musicians as the the existence of this show clearly proves that i was kind of bothering people at record store day be like hey you see this record right here this is the early yeah they're a local band um you should definitely check this out um (laughs) so yeah without further ado let's uh let's just Get right into it. You're in for quite a journey. Please enjoy this week's guest, The Early. Uh, do you guys want to hear me open up the show in a super cheesy way? Yeah, we're yeah. ready. Yeah, dude. Cheesy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give it. Cheesy. Mm. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for this interview. Yeah, that's that's oh, about as cheesy as hey. that's about as cheesy as I get. That was Love perfect. It. Yeah, <laughs> that that was perfect. You know what? You're right. That was perfect. I'm gonna. Good job, me. Good job, me. That was that was super clever, listener. You couldn't see that, but I was patting myself on the back. Nice. Um, Well deserved. Yes. Now, welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and today we are joined by the one and only, the Early. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Buongiorno. Ooh, ooh, look at this classy guy. Bilingual. In way of chronological order, tell the listener your name and what instrument you play. Now, I don't care what chronological. You can go young or you could go old, but... Let's go go old. Yeah, old. 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 My name is Colin Matterford, and I play the bass. And he's old. And he's old. <laughs> I, is that, I think it's me next. I, I'm Fran and I play the drums. I'm Trevor and I play guitar. 
I'm Alyssa, and I play keyboard. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, Alyssa, I was looking at your name earlier yeah. in our chat because I had to make sure that we were going to be on the right time. Um, your name <laughs> looks like it would be a nightmare to a person with a lisp. And oh, absolutely. You know what's hilarious? Dude, I... Okay, too many S's, so, bro. You got two... Does your middle name have S's in it, too? It does not. Not so much. Not oh, so much. that's good. No, fortunately. That's good. Um, yeah, I had uh, Invisalign for a solid couple years, and it was oh, an absolute no. shit show. Alyssa. I was like, hi, my name's Alyssa Service at your service. Nice to meet you. Like, fuck, dude. It was god-awful. I'm a snake. <laughs> That's all it made me like, Look at all these guys. I'm a snack. I'm a snack. <laughs> now, I uh, today, no, yeah, it was today. Um, I saw someone shared a tweet from Tim Heidecker where he said that the best live album ever was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band Live 1975 through 85, which, at the risk of being an Oscar, you know, the well actually. Um, I feel like this is not really like a live album. Like to no. me, it seemed more like a compilation of yeah. live recordings, right? It's not mm-hmm. a live yeah. performance. It's snippets of live because, you know, they could have just picked the best songs. Like maybe he was on a bender and like three quarters of his performance was, you know, not good like Bon Jovi is right now. But I, I, uh. I, I, I don't think that I really consider it. So my question, the first question I'm going to ask you guys is, what is your best live album? Oh, goodness oh, gracious. Wow. Oh, wow. Goodness, goodness gracious. gracious. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can see. go first if you would like me to. Uh, yeah, go first. Sure, sure. Sure. So I am not just a fan of i am super gay for this man and that man would be a mr john mayer um oh, and dude. i think you stole I think it john you mayer. stole it live at nokia live at nokia is the, the best where, live album. where the light is yes where the light yeah is. all right absolutely well, good, to know, good to know we've we've gotten that elephant out the room okay, cool. <laughs> listen i wish i could start every show figuring out how well do the does the band I'm interviewing like John Mayer? Because if it's not at all, then I should end it, right? I should just not. T- I should yeah, not go on with the interview. Fucking yeah, end it. <laughs> why? Why would we stay? Yeah. Yeah. Best thing to come out of the 2000s, uh, early two thousands. Nokia was 2000s. still a thing, so obviously yeah. that was a while ago. Two thousand seven, to be exact. Was it oh seven? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like it was earlier, like '06, like when it I actually know that. I only know that because he says it in the for uh, what is it? Uh, the blues song that he does, "Out of My Mind." Oh, is it he the says, trio? The trio stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Fran's favorite stuff from from that. He's actually seen them live. Uh, Dawes <sighs> opened for them at a time. So yeah, 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 yeah. It was over over at Tinley Park. It was a great show. He did like Fuck yeah. He did like an eight or nine piece band, then he did it solo, and then had the trio. The, the trio, everyone loved the trio. That was yeah, dude. I'm super jealous. Else. Yeah. But you know what's really cool? We're gonna we're I sorry to interrupt this, but we're going on a John Mayer tangent real quick. <laughs> Okay. Now that he's not with Columbia and he's got a little more free time to do whatever he wants, I think there's chance that we might that we could possibly get another trio album. Ooh. 
Nice. That would be pretty sweet. That's that's yeah. yeah. But I will tell you, out of anybody, I think Frayn is the newest fan of John Mayer. I don't know if he's listened to much. Fran, what a journey you have to go on, my friend. (laughs) What a journey. I'm a little overwhelmed, but I'm ready. I am the John Mayer novice. I am. I'm ready to 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 make my way through. You know what? I'm going to say it, though. Like I have I had room for squares and heavier things on vinyl and I think continuum. And I lost all those donating them to somebody to start their collection. And in a situation where you can imagine where I don't get it back, I still kind of regret that. (laughs) I still kind of regret (laughs) that choice. My friend, I will I will help you rob this person of these (laughs) of these records back. I, know I tried people. to get him back. I tried to get him back. I used to be a scumbag, okay? I know people who will go into well, this person's house, whether it's locked or unlocked. I still am a like, scumbag. like, just get the John Mayer stuff. Yeah, you're so still like, a scumbag? Fuck yeah. So, like, what are they going to say if uh, five people show up and we're like, hand over the fucking John Mayer records? <laughs> 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 If I were ever arrested and sent to jail again, then that this is the only fucking charge I will accept. Oh yeah, he robbed someone of their John Mayer merch. That I'll go down for that for sure. For sure. I'm not sure if they'll ever listen to this, but like if they ever hear this, I want Rupert Squares back. I actually have bought continu- I think I bought Continuum twice. <laughs> and I third still time's love- a charm, bro. Yeah. Third time's a charm. I will get I will get to waiting on the world to change, but right now I don't think I can wait anymore. <laughs> that very song is gonna come up later on in this episode because I yeah, have very good. Very good. Yeah. Oh shit. But live albums. Oh, Francis got he he OD'd on John Mayer. He had to fucking leave. He said, oh, you know no, what? Oh no, there's his laugh. There's his He's laugh. It. There's his laugh. There we go. I'm here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I took it too literally. I actually left. <laughs> Well, uh, live album, uh, I'm going to go with a more recent one, uh, David Byrne's American yeah. Utopia. That, that's a good one. I will it's call a, that mm-hmm. my most, yeah, re-listened to one recently is that stuff, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. It, it's, it's live on Broadway, and everybody is wireless, guitars and vocal mics, and everyone's, there's this choreography, and but even just listening to the audio itself is amazing, and he does songs from that album as well as stuff from some of the talking heads hits as well as some collaboration songs that he did with other artists. And it's, it's really good. Hell yeah. Fantastic. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the one on HBO, right? I think so. It? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 It is. I get David Burns and Ken Burns mixed up all of the time. <laughs> Two very different people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite the same. I mean, <laughs> What about you, Alyssa? Oh, well, you guys are going to totally crucify me for this. I really don't listen to many live albums, but I will say that Fran and I spend a lot of time together in the car because we carpool to rehearsals and a lot of gigs, right? Mm -hmm. So he showed me the Eagles live album. Oh, yeah. It knocked my fucking socks off, bro. It is so good. I was like, party, check this out good. The harmony yeah. is tight. <laughs> the the musicianship is just like off the fucking rails. It's just delicious in every sense. So that's one that I've come back to and listened to again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Now before I, I before 
before Fran gets to his, I do want to shout out one is one that like Fran and I enjoy immensely is Joni Middle Joni Mitchell <laughs> Shadow and Light an oh, album yeah. uh recorded oh, yeah, in 1979. Oh, it, that's one of our favorite live albums that we just like listen to. I actually got him the DVD to that. And I, I oh, now that terrible. I say that, now that I say that, I think I know what Franz is. So go take it away, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, this is, I, I'm trying to narrow it down to one, because I listen to a lot of live albums. Like, that's one of my favorite kind of, like, albums to listen to is a live one. Same. And so, like, The Last Waltz is one of mine, but even though you could argue the band's best live album is Rock of Ages, but uh, probably The Last Waltz by the band, which has Joni and all those people. Um uh, then also Dire Straits on every street. That, that album yeah. is, you know, whenever <laughs> now a live album starts with a 10 minute tune or something like that, you know, it's going to be a great album. <laughs> but yeah, I love uh, those. Uh, Fran, Fran yeah. honorable mention would be Live at the Fillmore East. Oh, uh, yeah, Live at the Fillmore East. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Reed. Elizabeth yeah. Reed, man. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. That song is like 11 minutes long, but it was one of my top listened songs in 2021 or something. <laughs> nice. <Hell yeah. laughs> it's like you've yeah. spent four days listening to this song and you only listened to it 20 times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This All right. a little bit more than the rest, right? <laughs> so now let's, let's take it. Well, actually, that's actually not the first question we ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast. The first question we actually like to ask is, what was your first experience with live music? Hmm. Do you mean like in an album sense or being in a live space? Uh, li- live in-person music. It could be like a, a lot of people have said like church bands, but that one's not as exciting right what was your first like concert experience show experience seeing people perform music live (laughs) bro your Alyssa, your camera work is on (laughs) just on fleek bro it is unbeatable it makes me wish that i had that i was recording (laughs) just get a gimbal bro just fucking just get a little gimby baby you got it Mine's just my hand. I'm lame. I don't got anything cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my first, okay. All right, wait. Okay. My first, like, actual big concert, I'll tell you about that one after this. The first actual, like, live music thing I ever saw was the Spinners. It was at some, like, random country fair. I was probably, like, five, and I saw the Spinners do Rubber Band Man, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But the, like, first big concert I went to, I was probably 11 or 12, and it was Janet Jackson. Ooh, and nice. And I was like, okay, nut. I love Janet. She was killing it. <laughs> and I just remember, like, being young, my mom being like, Alyssa, don't look, don't watch. She was doing some, like, like wacky BDSM shit, like, on stage. And my mom was like, don't look. And I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Bro, leather was, was super popular in the late 90s. It was incredible. Yeah. I loved it. I had a great time. And it just, I was like, I have to see everything after this. Fuck yeah. I'm kind of yeah. jealous you've seen uh, old Janet Jackson. Oh, God. She's such yeah. a fucking bad bitch. So I'm just like, kill it. Like, what do you, she's just incredible. 
little bit. Remember when Justin ripped her ripped her booby out at a oh, Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I wish Wild I could see that in person. <laughs> Wild times. I, I I remember watching that Super Bowl, but I don't remember seeing any booby. I just remember hearing about it afterwards. I'm like, oh Bummer. no, <laughs> oh, ripped no. her clothes off. I'm like, what? <laughs> I see only thing anybody remembers. Who won that yeah. year? I don't even know who played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't even know. Don't Janet's know. titty won that year. That's who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is true. God damn it. Spent on that, that tit. Yep. <laughs> well, I suppose my first live experience was, I think it was Toby Keith at Notre Dame. Family Fuck took us yeah, out of that. But yeah, it was awesome. He came in on like a rising platform. The lights were amazing and everything. Uh, exited on the rising platform, but... Got the whole stadium saying so. It was a pretty good time. Hell yeah, <laughs> Toby Keith. I I want. Country. I wish I would have had. I wish I would have been able to tell Toby Keith to tell Cheryl Crow that she needs to put out another live album. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. I think that was the. I think that was the last. Well, not the most recent, but the the second most recent song she put out was a single with Toby Keith. I think. Nice. I think it was Toby Keith. Toby Mac? Toby Mac's a Christian guy, right? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a guy. Right. He's got too many. There's like, Toby Keith, Toby Mac, Tobies. Toby McGuire. Too, too many Toby Tobies. Toby McGuire. Too many Tobies. The Toby trifecta. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Trevor? Me and Fran. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, the first one that I can say was, like, an experience was seeing Cool in the Gang opening Ooh. with with Van Halen. What? Cool in the Gang. What? An aggressive uh, uh, segue, but what a wonderful time. Like, what's crazy <laughs> about that is you don't hear a lot about artists that, like, Eddie Van Halen derived directly, especially in the Sammy Hagar days of, like, the Cool in the Gang stuff with, uh, what song is that? I think that's like standing on top of the world. Yeah, what like there, I I just think that was like the big one. It was at the United Center in Chicago. Ooh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah! Eddie Van Halen is like was like the reason I really got big into guitar. Grew up on the '80s guitar stuff. Um, my dad was an '80s like hair metal head. So hell yeah, yeah. So that was fantastic <laughs> that's that's and that was your first introduction with i feel like anyone who's like first introduction to music is van halen has no other choice but to pick up some instrument yeah like, mm-hmm. it's an aggressive choice i mean honestly it, it drove me directly to piano too which is yeah. crazy to me it was piano and guitar simultaneously so Hell yeah. very yeah very good stuff nice all right, Fran, no pressure. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't remember which one came first, uh, but it was either Rush or it was uh, Paul McCartney at Wrigley Field. It's one of those two. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I don't remember I know. which one. I don't remember which one it was, but it was within the, within the year of each other, though. Did you guys purposely leave him to go last because (laughs) like, oh yeah, he's, he saw Rush and or Paul McCartney. (laughs) Right. Like what a bitch. Gotta say the best for last, man. Yeah. 
What a flex. He was like, well, I can't remember which is first, but uh. <laughs> I know, I can't remember. It was either. <laughs> you guys sit on down, you know. I'm going to run to Man, that's fucking awesome, dude. Did, 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 he, uh, did he do uh, Band on the Run? Oh, yeah. Uh, he did, like. It's the only did, song like, I care Beatles. about. Yeah, that, he did that and. Like I don't remember the whole set list. I re- the weirdest thing I remember is he just came out in a blue blazer, like a blue suit. It was like the weirdest thing. But like, yeah, I think okay, he played Paul Band McCartney, on the Run. I see you. And, and then uh, I think he started with Hello Goodbye or something like that. It was it was it was great though. I remember. You know, it's interesting. I think I just recently interviewed somebody who said when they saw Paul McCartney, he opened with Hello Goodbye, and I'm mad that he doesn't do the bit like he opens with Hello Goodbye. He plays a song and then he walks off stage. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? In, you know? Yeah, be like there's that there's a bit right there. Just be like, oh, hello, goodbye. I'm gonna play one song and I'm fucking out of here. You, you, you know, paid two hundred dollars to see it. You know, people would still pay to see that though. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, would. They, would, they would pay the same yeah. price probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, dude. All right. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. So now, oh my goodness. We've been doing this for half an hour. I haven't even started my first doesn't matter. So take me back all the way to the beginning. When and how does the band come to be? Oh shit. Well it well, started with Yeah. Well you wanna take a call? Well it was in Saigon. Uh, Saigon. Saigon. It started with me and Fran, and we first met through a mutual friend, Chris Kang, who brought us on to record some group vocals for a song he was recording. And that's where we first met. And afterwards, we all went out to dinner and just started talking about music and stuff. And, and wasn't too long after that that Fran sent me a text message asking if I would join him for a party that he had planned. And uh, well, Fran, how about you take it from there? Well, yeah, because uh, I had a band at that time, and we were playing for a long time, and we were uh, we were done, or we were we were uh, going to be uh, disbanding. I guess is the the proper quote or the proper mm-hmm. word. Permanent uh, hiatus. Exactly. And uh, so then I needed, I, we were actually playing a gig at a party. I was like, Colin, can you come play? I'm putting a band together for this gig. And so that's when we started. And I think Colin, your band at that time was done too. And yep. so then we, yep. we just got together and started jamming and uh, working on a few things. And we realized there was some chemistry there. And uh, at that time we had a different bassist and a different guitarist. And uh, eventually we uh, found Trevor. And Trevor, how did we find you? So I was sitting in a class one day and I was doing um, like business marketing online, kind of doing like web design, blog spotting in class. I just like search up. I'm like, I'm tired of this fucking class. I'm so ahead of the game right now. I'm just going to go into (laughs) Craigslist because I I am tired of playing by myself in my room, writing good tunes for a band and then like, for some reason, not running into anybody that's like willing to make a band happen. I'm in music school and I'm like, where's the band at? You know? <laughs> so where are the musicians? <laughs> so yeah, I hop on I hop on Craigslist and I see this listing. I 
think we've gone as far back as my like initial resume, but I found it in class and I think I went home and spent time on it. So I like sent it to myself or something and I just like messaged Fran and I saw a video with Colin starting off in this tune and I was like, we can, we can really make something work because I got this tune I want to start playing. I show up and like we jam for about 11 minutes. Um, like on one track <laughs> and we just yeah, wanted so to see how that it song started, that you know? Fran was talking about earlier, that 11 minute song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, <laughs> it was, it was funny too, because like, um, we are the, the initial guitarist, he left. So we were, you know, we were like, Oh shoot, we got to find somebody now. So we kind of put a Craigslist ad out as a, you know, as like a fail safe while we look for people. And we got some mm-hmm. weird responses, like people saying like, you know, hey, I live in Iowa, but like, and I don't have a car or a guitar, but I can, you know, if somebody can pick me up and bring me and supply a guitar, I can join your band. And we're just hey, like, I can Geez. make guitar noises with my mouth. <laughs> exactly. Like, shit like that. And then all of a sudden, Trevor sends this resume and it like comes out of the ether. And we're just like, wow, okay, let's get this guy in here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then he shows up and we're like, shoot, yeah, this oh, is Wow. Perfect. Yeah. yeah and I, remember, well, well, I remember Colin. <laughs> what did Colin say? He was like, well, we'll let you know, or we'll we'll give you a call, or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, Colin, he's in, man. Colin, no, just tell him. You can't, you can't seem you can't seem too desperate, you know. You gotta, yeah, sure. Got a yeah. uh, was it fish bait sink? I think, or is that whatever yeah. it's called? Fish bait That's sink, a great yep. way to put it. <laughs> fish bait sink. We'll shout yeah. that out real quick. And then, yeah. um, well, at the time, at the time when Trevor was when Trevor did join the band, I was also playing guitar. But uh, then our bassist left and then we did audition other bassists, but they either just didn't have the commitment or weren't able to make the time. And all the while I filled in on bass because I already knew how the songs went. And mm-hmm. eventually it just kind of settled in with, well, maybe I'll stick with this for a while. So. Well, I'm the bass player now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That That's exactly how Paul McCartney happened in the Beatles because yeah. he, he played guitar and they couldn't find a bassist. And they said, Someone's got to play bass, and George, George and John said, "I'm not playing guitar or bass." <laughs> right before, so, so right before all this happened, you're right. Yeah, filling in was a big part of the band, and I initially came in saying, "Hey, like these guys want vocals, these guys want keyboards, these guys want guitar," and I'm like, "Okay, I've played like in church bands and orchestras." And like, I just want to be back in a setting where I'm like hanging out with actual people and enjoying their presence. And when I was writing into the next album with them, I mean, we record this whole album together and it's like, oh my God, we might have something, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're writing the, the bass player leaves. I'm writing keys parts and I'm like, we don't need a bass player. We need a keys player and we need something that's going to vocally help us kind of create something. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we're. I mean, what what were we doing? We were playing at Aftermath, right? And Fran yeah. kind of got that connect. And Alyssa was the connection. Yeah, so so here's what happened with me. Um, so I went to Valparaiso University, as did Fran. And it's hilarious because we were in school together for, you know, a few years. Never really talked to each other, never crossed paths, didn't even think anything of it. It was one of those things. Um, and, you know, I had, this was back, I was probably like 15 or 16, and I've been looking for bands for, fuck, I don't even know, pretty much 
like ever you know I'd always mm-hmm. wanted to do it I was like I just want that sense of community like I want to be able to jam with people you know all this all this stuff and nobody would really give me the time of day um I think because well one I didn't really have any experience because nobody would let me in but two mm-hmm. uh, guys in the music industry are kind of kind of weird you know so like if you're a woman they're like yeah you know i think like, a lot of that sentence you could take out and it would still make sense i think you could have ended it as guys are weird yeah yeah, yeah. No, 100%. as a guy can confirm we're weird for sure yeah, yeah. yeah i bit. mean girls are weird too but just in in different ways you know what I'm saying? yeah but girls um, can be just as gross as guys can if 100 mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah. percent so All right. So you that. said you were in univ- You were at Valparaiso University, a sixteen year old, sixteen years old. So you're obviously a genius. Go on. No. The, okay. So some of that got misconstrued. That's okay. <laughs> I was kind of jumping around a little bit. It's fine. Whatever. So when I was like sixteen, I went to go see this uh, this show at this place called Royals. Um, mm-hmm. It was this cool venue. It was, Lansing was it in Lansing? Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Fuck um, it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Some town. You know. It was like this <laughs> Somewhere. shop. Yeah. Fuck it the skate shop with this like really sick venue in the back and so i went there and it was like one of those they used to do punk shows all the time so it was like a lot of like pop punk shit right that tracks at a skate shop yeah that absolutely yeah typical (laughs) right you know fucking of course and there was this one band there that was not pop punk and they did this like killer rendition of happy like that song because i'm happy clap along okay that one but it was in a minor key and they slowed it down and it was like, cause I'm happy that belong you It was like so grooving, and I was like, oh fuck. They made it more loungy instead of oh, like, was... let's do fucking Molly and party all night. <laughs> they were like, let's do cocaine and talk stuff. about political problems. Yeah, literally. And so I went up and talked to them afterward, and I was like, yo, like you guys rock. If you ever need a keyboardist, let me know. Like I feel like my voice would blend really well with you guys, like blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. And they kind of were just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, we'll call you. And I never <laughs> fucking heard from them, right? Totally blew yeah. my ass off, which happened all the time. And I was like, okay, fine, fuck it. You know, I'd go and audition for bands and be like, yeah, I can, I can sing. Like, I'd love to do this. And then they're like, yeah, we don't want like a chick in the band. And I'd be like, okay, sounds good. Cool. Guess I'll just fucking kill myself. Okay, cool. And um, so then fast forward to when I'm at Valpo, I see this band again and I see like the same band talk to them same band okay go up and talk to them and i'm like hey like i don't know if you guys remember me a couple years ago like i came up to you and asked to be in the band like said what's up you know and they were just like oh yeah like like if we ever need somebody like we'll let you know right so i'm like okay Mm -hmm. so that was fran's old band fran god damn it (laughs) i know fran dude literally (laughs) a shit show i'm like god and yet here you are and here here I am. in so, a yeah. band so here, with the same yeah. guy who was like blowing you off and then right so like blew me off for years and then we were at school together for years and never even talked to one another so how it actually wow. like came to be the connection is so i was still in school at Velpo. i think fran had, had you graduated at this point right fran uh yes yeah yes. so he had graduated um i was in like the busiest semester of my life i was taking 21 credits i was working three jobs i just did two internships i was in nam or in california at nam for a week and then i came back and put on a week-long jazz fest and my friend rachel was like hey i'm doing my ep release show like will you come and sell the merch and i'm like fuck I guess. yeah we'll yeah, add it yeah. to the fucking list right. sure why <laughs> no, not 
obviously I was like super jazzed to do it for, but at, at the same time, <laughs> right. I was like, fuck. I had to like, le- I was selling concert tickets that night and I had to leave early and I literally ran there to Aftermath, like set up all the merch stuff, sold all the merch, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She was doing amazing. Well, her backing band was us minus me. So the early was her backing band, right? Yeah. So then when they opened for her, I was like, hey, that's the fucking drummer guy that I really liked that blew me off. Fuck him, mm-hmm. right? I'm just <laughs> hey, but, you know, um, it wasn't necessarily me that blew me off. You know? He it said, was, hey, it wasn't was, you. It you was, <laughs> you're guilty by association. You're okay, oh, that's you're what it is. Guilty by I association. I like okay, that. I, yeah, that's better. I blame you, right? <laughs> So they opened for her and then Colin like switched places with her. She went on to sing and Colin came off. So then I'm sitting at the merch table selling her merch. Colin's just sitting next to me. We're both like, you know, just kind of hanging, kind of vibing, like unspoken musical communication. And mm-hmm. um, he starts singing along with her. And then I started singing. We were singing together. And then he was like, all right, you're pretty good. Oh, so <laughs> you like, can sing? You can, like, sing, yeah, you can huh? Sing, mm-hmm. oh, you're, like, you're like a girl, and you can, like, do this music stuff? My God, that's amazing. I didn't All know right. that vaginas were capable of doing the sing song. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like, talking to him. Yeah, I've never heard like, of Alanis well, Morissette before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. So he's like, he's like, wow, you're pretty good. And I'm like, oh, hey, thanks, man. Like, He's like, well, yeah, I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, fucking thank you. I'm like, thanks for listening for months of my life. And I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, thanks, man. He's like, well, what else do you do? And I'm like, well, I play, uh, play a little keyboard, do a little tickle of the ivories, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's like, oh, that's that's really cool. Like, I do bass guitar, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, you know, if you guys ever need a keyboardist, let me know. Right? Whoa, is there and an that, echo in here? Oh, what? Ooh, turn up the <laughs> yeah. reverb, bitch. Make that yeah. shit wet because I'm coming in hot. I literally in hot. So, so I'm like, if you guys ever need keyboards, let me know. And to my surprise, he goes, well, yeah, sure. We could do, yeah, sure. Come on, come audition. So I'm like, oh my God, fuck yes. So I meet him then um, at B-dubs like a week later. <laughs> and he, that's a professional meetup it, it is so it professional is. It was the, the in the midwest in the midwest that oh, yes. is a midwest. that is a real that's a real meeting place that, it's true that, yes. it is it i should have showed up in a three-piece suit i was severely <laughs> underdressed yeah and, uh, you it sounds like you embarrass yourself i'm surprised you're still you're even in the band you know honestly uh, it wouldn't yeah. be the first time wouldn't be the first time sweaty we're here okay and um, so we like talk, we have a good conversation, whatever. He hands me a packet as I leave that has like their CD in it and like all of the songs like on a on the lead sheets. And I was like, oh, like they're serious, right? So I'm like listening yeah. to the show on the way home. And I'm like, damn, they're pretty good. And um, yeah, I go to the go to the first rehearsal and Colin told me like, oh, you know, no stress. Just like look over them, maybe learn like your favorite couple or like your favorite few, right? So I right. come like, having maybe three under my belt well we end up jamming all of the songs our first rehearsal together was like almost six hours <laughs> and it just like flew by and they were amazing like from the jump i don't know i i couldn't ask for a better group of guys to work with honestly they're always Hell yeah. like it's such a good environment everyone is so respectful of everyone else's ideas like it's just it's i feel so lucky so i'm very happy and it all happened by accident and i'm just like fuck yeah let's go (laughs) 
Nice. Let's so here we are. fucking go. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, just out of my own personal curiosity, uh, what and or who was it that uh made you pick up your respective instruments, whether it be keyboard, vocals, guitar, bass, drums? Was there a specific thing and or person that inspired you to be like, I want to do that? Hmm. Gotta think back. Um, I, I know I know mine. I can go first. Uh, sure. Yeah, I know. Initially, I remember seeing the, the music video on the TV for uh, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. Hell and yeah, dude. I remember seeing the drummer. His dun, name's dun, dun, Chris Sester. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, I remember seeing the drummer in that video and he was the coolest dude ever. And I was like, yeah, that's 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 something I'm interested in. No, not not him himself, but the drums, you know, the playing. Hey, you know, whatever, <laughs> so, whatever floats your boat, bud. We don't yeah, kink yeah, shame yeah, here on the Toon hey, Junkies yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah we're, it's, you know, it's a safe zone here. So anyways, I was like, yes, <laughs> drums. And then... You know, I kind of fell off a little bit, and then my buddy introduced me to the Beatles, and so Ringo kind of got me where I'm like, yeah, I want to do this as a as a career kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd say Jet and the Beatles. So you knew Jet before you knew the Beatles? Yeah, because like like my parents, they, they, my parents were like, my dad is a big Zeppelin fan, mom's yeah. a big Eagles fan, so they never really played the Beatles that much. That's um, fair. So it wasn't really till like middle school, almost even high school, where I kind of dove into the Beatles discography. And, you know, actually my first foray into that was the Help film, the film Help. Um, yep. So I remember seeing that and listening to that. I was like, wow, that's that's cool. And so kind of opened the door and I was like, yeah, let's let's play some drums. So. <laughs> yeah, let's play some drums. I suppose for me, it, would have been in May of 2009. I was oh. 14. Like, I guess I would have been just a few days shy of 15. And I'm watching the season finale of SNL. And it's with Will Ferrell. So it's funny as hell. Do and you have... Come, you got a fucking timestamp for this thing too, dude? Well, not the specific like day, but it is May. May of 2009. <laughs> so they come back from commercial break. <laughs> so they come back from the break. It is May. And then Will Ferrell says, ladies and gentlemen... Green Day, and then they, then they come out and they play Know Your Enemy, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I need to learn how to play this. So mm-hmm. I guess that was my kind of start for it. First thing that kind of blew my mind is a is seeing something in that in a live setting like that. At least was No Know Your Enemy was that 21st Century Breakdown was that that's that correct. Album? And in yeah. fact, I think another weird timestamp that performance on SNL was the day that album came out too. So no shit, yep. hell yeah. So what a way to kick off an album, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 some that's some good PR people right oh, there. Yeah. Like, hey, we want to we want to yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Alyssa, Trevor. Oh yeah. So what are we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Biggest poops. Um, that's what we're talking about. I'll tell you between my. My grandmother being a piano and organ player, and my father being a guitar uh, player for and piano player and teacher, like both of them were teachers. I kind of just learned it throughout my family mm-hmm. at the start of my career. I want to say between piano and guitar, I was more interested initially in piano, but I also was playing guitar. Um, 
And I think just going through playing with, I played in church bands when I was like a teenager. So that was cool to get like, kind of like the thing Colin was into with like punk music, but also mm-hmm. being with like a, a band setting. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know if my, my band knows this, but at like 13 or 14, I played in like the LaPorte County uh, like parade <laughs> with a band. No shit. Riding like on a float, like playing through the biggest parade in indiana <laughs> and no like, shit yeah man some some stuff like that like i've had some interesting live experiences at a young age so i was always ready for the stage but i always like wanted to focus on writing and right that took me on a, a path of you know pursuing a i guess a degree and a success in our in my mind we're already successful i don't think we're crazy big but like to me i'm already feeling great you know being a musician you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're happy with the thing that you're making, isn't that just the, isn't that the definition of success? Exactly. I mean, it's not, but like, that's the main key. Like, if you're happy doing what you're doing, when work is no, it's not really work because you enjoy doing it. That's exactly. success. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The rest is gravy. Oh, well, um, I would say that my first instrument is voice. So it would be my primary instrument. And I know people say that and they're like, oh, like whatever. But I pretty much popped out of the womb riffing. Like I just always knew that I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's no one in my family that's musically inclined. It's literally just me. So I don't know where the fuck it came from. But I was like five years old singing like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, like full belt. And my mom was like, bitch, we got to get you into lessons because you're going <laughs> to blow your throat out. And we had to literally audition me for vocal lessons as a six year old because they did not take people that young. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, the voices don't develop, blah, blah, blah. Like, why don't you can just bring her in and we'll hear her sing. So I like. I packed up my karaoke machine and brought it to this like studio and set it up. And she was like, okay, what are you going to sing? And I'm like, I'm going to sing Circles by Mariah Carey. And she's like, oh, that's a big song. And me as a six-year-old is like, you know, just keep going around and around. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess we can put you in lessons. Right. right. <laughs> so that's how that started. Um. <laughs> I, uh, I took up piano. I've been playing for probably like 13, maybe 14 years now. Um, and it's kind of just like, I started that because I always thought the piano was beautiful. I actually wanted mm-hmm. to play guitar prior to me playing keyboards. Um, and I could never pick it up. I tried and tried and tried. I fucking can't do it. I don't know why I suck. So I like dropped it. I literally had an acoustic and an electric. I tried so hard. And eventually I was like, Madly have to sell them. I don't know what to do. I can't do it. So, got rid of them. Same, same. Yeah, I have I, two guitars in my apartment, neither of which I even look at. Right. Yeah, yeah. I tried to. I, I tried to learn and like sing. You know how to sing and play at the same time. That shit's hard, bro. It's tough. You guys are amazing being able to sing and play any instrument at the same time. Well, we have an alternative version of the band where I play keyboard, Fran plays guitar. Trevor plays drums and Alyssa plays bass. It's what? only it's only at rehearsals. I don't think we've ever gigged it out. But <laughs> it's you pretty ridiculous, absolute... but it works. It works. You it guys should open ridiculous. open a show like that 
and then like after this first song, then just everybody switched like a Chinese fire drill. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just like, all right, now, yeah, now we're going to play this song this way. And like, what the, okay, so who is who? Who's the vocalist? Yeah. Like we, we all do everything. We're go. all Dave Grohl. That's what it is. We're all Dave Grohl. Yeah. We're all Dave Grohl. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So I fucking, I can play the bass actually, which is kind of hilarious because I can't play guitar to save my life. I'm not like a great bass player or anything. I've only picked it up probably two times, but I mean, mm-hmm. for picking it up, I'm like, wow, I could see myself doing this, you know? And it's like, <laughs> that's kind of how keyboard was. Like, I started you. playing it. Yeah. I started playing it just so I could like have some sort of music while I sang because mm-hmm. I didn't have a band or anything. So I was like, well, I guess I got to accompany myself. So right. started playing because of that and then kind of fell in love with it. And it was one of those things that just like came kind of easy. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Didn't stay easy, but you know, Hell when yeah. you just like start doing something, you're like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> That's kind right. of how it was. And um, yeah. So. That, that all right. So let's jump into the first release, Shadows. Now, I don't want to talk too much about it because I do want to spend most of your, uh, most of the, give most of the attention to the most recent release, right? So, jumping right into it, Waiting. Easily my favorite song, right? This is the song that stamped the early into uh, the wrinkles of my brain, right? Well, nice. I guess that's me. Ugh, which is kind of gross. Is, is your brain your body? It's Definitely. part of it. It is, yeah. It's part, part Definitely of it. a reason right? that it exists. <laughs> right, because, I mean, you are your thoughts, and your thoughts are in your brain. Like, the your, this, the corporeal thing that moves you around, isn't really you. It's just what carries you around. Right. We're literally just electric meat suits. Yep, yeah. That's We're, just ghosts, We're just ghosts inside vessels. of a meat bag. Some deep thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's but anyways, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, I saw you guys perform, it might have been 2018, but I think it was 2019 at The Well, oh, yeah. um, and it was for Cabin 52, oh, their yeah. CD. 20. That may oh, have been wow, 2018, yeah. dude. That wow. may have been like... 18? No. All I, I remember that the flyer had Jar Jar Binks on it. I don't yeah, know why dude, I remember I that, remember, but it did. That was May the 4th, it was May the 4th, dude. <laughs> That's probably coming up here pretty soon. Maybe yeah. it was on May the 4th. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, it might have been. It might have yeah. been. Yeah. I can't remember who was on that show. I remember it was Cabin 52 or 42. I'd never seen them before. And then I saw you guys perform. And I remember uh, you guys did a cover of Feel Good, Inc. And I was blown. I loved it. I was like, dude, nobody fucking does this song. <laughs> dude, it. yeah. That was the old school tap tempo thing on the on the guitar amp um and that was me playing like the rg series i, don't, I barely played that ibanez anymore that was a mm-hmm. good time dude we grooved that tune yeah so um tell me how this song came to be the crowd pleaser that it is now well how it became now uh well pretty much any song that we write we always try to find new ways of mixing it up so, so you know mm-hmm. we, we don't want someone to hear something live and say well i could just be listening to this at home we we, we want to give them a live experience so mm-hmm. so we knew that i guess we knew there was that breakdown section after the solo and we thought well i mean it's just three words we, we could probably get an audience singing along to that or something mm-hmm. and then that started working and then i think eventually 
us on stage did the whoa. And then we thought, well, what if we split the crowd in half and make one side sing that, one side sing the other, and get them all clapping at the end? And then all the instrumentation stops and everybody sings it one more time. And then, bam, it's back into the chorus. So it's stuff like that that we try to do for a lot of our songs if there's a way mm-hmm. to fit it in where we make it different in that live setting. So, yeah, that's how it kind of went from just being that studio recording to, I guess you can call it an maybe an anthem on a smaller level as far as a, a bar or a coffee shop or anything like that. It's very engaging. And I think that is what makes it so made it so memorable for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, uh, the song, what song two by blur. Oh, it's not yeah, like, dude. it's not like super, you know, intricate or like, it's not a genre defining, but that woo, just everybody wants to be a part of it that's all it is that that simple you know what's you know what's funny that comes back to feel good inc because the lead singer blur is the lead Mm -hmm. singer main person of the gorillas so damon albarn there it is yeah i always forget his name yeah (laughs) um you uh what is this what does this note say right here oh it says, you know who else wrote a song that utilizes a triple waiting lyric? The seven-time Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, Mr. John Mayer. That's right. Yeah. The song I'm referring to is <laughs> Waiting on the World to Change. That's right. That's right. Wait, yeah. We're waiting on the world to change. Yeah. That's mm. a beautiful tune. There's, there's a matchup waiting to happen. There, there it is. Oh, yeah. Dude, you guys should do a John Mayer cover. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's already in we the may already be doing it. It's already in the works. Sorry, I'm very much so in the works. Where to, oh, I got distracted by John Mayer. Okay, and then the other this, the other quick thing I wanted to mention about um, uh, Shadows. Tread Around, okay? I really, really loved this song. It had a very... Listen, I'm getting old, okay? I'm 30 <laughs> years old. So whenever I hear oh, anything damn, that reminds dude, me... No idea, man. <laughs> yeah, you, we did. We had no No, clue. you seem like you seem like our age, man. Oh, mm-hmm. you're saying I'm immature? That's great. Ooh. Thank you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're, man, you're welcome. We you're a young no. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. We, you guys were like mentioning, oh, yeah, my first concert was uh, Green Day's, uh, not first concert, but the thing that inspired me to pick up, I'm like, oh, you mean like their fourth album, bro? I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I am no, old. No, I already know. It's their ninth, I'm, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it sounded. It had a very '90s feel. Tread around did, and uh, the vocals. This might be a hot take, but it reminded me of a band called New Radicals. Does anybody oh, yeah. know a band called New Radicals? Don't let go. You got yes. the music yes. in you. Yes. Okay. So wow, I'm. Yeah. Come. Okay. So I don't know if you can hear this, but the little Mormon boy who lives next to me is blowing all the grass he cut earlier. So. We can't um, hear it. We can't we hear a damn thing. Hey, come on. Sure, I, SM7B. I stopped going to the bathroom to answer this. I love the New Radicals. Bought their oh. only album on, on like CD. And like, I would just go through it. There's some tunes on there that are fantastic, dude. But you're right. Turn my around. First, yeah. Yeah. I my first lyric tattoo was a New Radicals tattoo. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I was curious about. Uh, was the saxophone in this track like uh, we knew this was going to be there from the beginning or did we like piece it together and we're like it's missing something 
and it's missing something sexy. We got to put a saxophone in this bitch. Oh man! So that was I think uh, yeah I think Trey Gray came up with that right. That was a producer idea. Yeah. Shout out to that producer. Saxophones make everything ten times better. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh one hundred percent. We had a yeah his name is Sam K. Q U E if that's how you spell it. But I fucking wrote his name down because I was like, hey, I bet it's. I wonder (laughs) if it's Sam. Yeah. But but yeah, I've had Sam on the show. Sam's great. He's phenomenal. Oh, he's he's awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. I saw him at a River Lights, and he's in a a Latin rock band. I forget Mm -hmm. Latin rock, dude. La Locura. La Locura. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he'll break out. He has one. He has a saxophone, but then he's got like this electric thing that has all these different sounds on it. It's amazing. But yeah, we just we had him come in, uh, and we basically just had him play through the whole song, through verses mm-hmm. and everything, and then we just kind of took the best pieces of what that was and put it together, and obviously the, the song speaks speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! I was wondering, I was like, do one of these band members also know how to play fucking saxophone, or did they get somebody? <laughs> Because like, if one of them can also play saxophone, I'm going to be really upset. I mean, I don't want to brag, but give me a saxophone and I can, <laughs> I can sound pretty terrible. <laughs> I don't mean to chew my own horn, but... Uh... <laughs> God damn it. Like, uh, oh man, I wish wanted... I... Rem- what was the guy's name from Parks and Rec? Nick Offerman, Parks what was the... Oh, what yeah. Was, what was his saxophone player? Duke, Duke Silver. 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 That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to toot my ho- own horn, but uh, you know Duke Silver? Yeah, I don't sound anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> I played one note and the cat jumped out the window, and that's why we don't have a cat anymore. <laughs> he, he offered up four of his... Four of his nine lines that one. So overall, I thought this album had a very like mellow indie Americana vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I really enjoyed. Now, going from Shadows to your new record, Reckless, how do you think you've grown as musicians and possibly even people, given that the time between these records was more pandemic than not? Mm. Mm. Well, uh, one of the things, obviously, is the addition of Alyssa. And that changed the music. Obviously, one is um, vocal harmonies. So with mm-hmm. the first record, it was really just me and Trevor. I mean, I mainly just sang lead, and Trevor would add an occasional harmony. But now we've got all these different parts that we can add, and the vocals themselves become like full chords, pretty much. And with Alyssa coming from a sort of R&B background, that that style of music also kind of seeped into the album, too. So that mm-hmm. that that's kind of what you hear on that record. Yeah, and I think at the time, too, we were getting really into, like, Trevor and I were getting really into Steely Dan, and we were kind of looking into how they were doing stuff like like Asia and the Royal Scam and, and Gaucho, and just, I think we were kind of embodying that, because, like, I think Jasmine was, was Jasmine the first song we wrote for, for Reckless? It was between that, um, anything but the everything. I had Reckless written probably years prior yeah reckless was reckless i want to say and that's what makes it so poetic is that reckless began the album for mm-hmm. me as wasn't a writer. It homestead first wasn't it, oh, it wasn't homestead, homestead, homestead yeah. was the initial name i never really yeah. had a good name for it yeah. but fran had yeah. good lyrics and um we kind of just built from there with Alyssa's parts and, and i think as this album progressed it was like a moment to be able to grow as musicians 
because I didn't want to just write on guitar or a vocal line. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we got something out as a song. Mm-hmm. And then also like, I guess I could write a piano part and I could feel it would be utilized in the live setting. And we right. kind of grew as a live performance because of how we would play. I would say like love and precarious now to what we did when we did the album. Uh, it was, it was a huge progression in two ways, you know, not, so we don't really just have like the waiting of, of, of the album, but like every live set is different with these new tracks. And then I don't know, getting, getting cooler recordings and more, we wanted to be more vocally recognizable with, mm-hmm. with three to four part harmonies. So, well, I can definitely assure you that you fucking nailed it because at, this album, as well as your live performances, incorporate lots of harmonizing. Now, one of the things that I I love harmonies. Like I'm, I can't play any instruments. All I can do are vocals. So I am always going to gravitate towards the instrument that I know. Um, what do you think it is that makes vocal harmonies so satisfying? Hmm. Well, like boys, boys to men would say it best. Is this like there's this oh. sound? There's this sound that resonates so perfectly. That it's like it like warps inside your ears in a resonance that you could just yeah. like sit you could sit in and let it like let it blanket over you <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean yeah, I think, it's, yeah. it's the most humanistic instrument I guess I would exactly say. Yeah. yeah that was well, gonna yeah. be my stance was that I feel like there's there's more of a connection to it and it's more kind of like mm-hmm. awe inspiring because it's not a mach- it's not a, a it's not a material that was crafted into an instrument that makes noises. It's humans. It's your fellow, you know, brethren that are making this no- these noises with their bodies. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you saying, friend? Oh, I was just going to say, like, also, it's kind of a, in a way, I mean, I could be kind of wrong, but, you know, it is kind of a lost art form in, in music nowadays. It's not, there's not as much as there used to be, like with harmonizing it. Mm-hmm. And also, like a lot some of doo wop yeah. groups. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys know about yeah. Huey Lewis and the News? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Daryl Hall, John Oates. Daryl Hall, oh, yeah. John, oh, John Oates. Fuck yeah. And yeah. I think I'm in a Garfunkel. And I think the Eagles are really great for oh, yeah. harmonizing. Yep. And as far Mamas as us, and Papas. As far as us, I think that is something that I feel makes us stand out from other. Uh, artists that we perform with is it, we don't notice a lot of i think the last group i ever saw do group vocal harmonies was fran who was it, it was in chicago in that restaurant that we played at oh uh, they are a great band man because they did that jason isbell cover too um, yeah ooh. that's right a, uh, but, but fra- no not fragile people it was uh uh, fragile soul not fragile soul not fragile soul no. but the, the other guy but see the fact that they're the only ones i can remember that that just thanks me. again there's, thanks again th- thanks, thanks again, again. Oh, yeah, okay. thanks again. Yeah. but Rip. also just just the fact that we don't see a lot of people utilizing vocal harmonies i feel like that's also something that makes us stand out and will make people remember us a little more mm-hmm. yeah that's it's it's always impressive to have one good singer but then to have like three people that can like hold and you know uh, harmonize notes with each other, mm-hmm. that's like there's a band that just came out of fucking Goshen called uh what a boy named Tom or a girl named Tom hmm. that that's their 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 shtick is it's a 
I think they're related. Uh, don't hold me to that. But I think they're all brothers and sistered, sistered, sisters. And they went on American Idol, and they're like selling out like theaters now. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know, that's crazy. I saw them on American Idol, and yeah. I had forgotten their name. But yeah, their harmonies are incredible. I don't know. There's yeah. just there's something about the human voice. It's almost like intimate in a way like mm-hmm. it just makes you feel like safe and i think it's that we all have different timbres too so it's like even if you're singing the same note like everyone is unique mm-hmm. and i mean even if you're not a musician everybody can sing a note i mean you might not be able to sing well but yes. it offers that sense of community you can still get involved it's like oh it, there's nothing there's nothing like it like i've always been a sucker for harmony i love acapella music i love mm-hmm doo-wop all that bullshit it's so good it's just like (laughs) i've always been um one to say because i'll have i've had people come up to me and ask me like oh you know hey chris does this do do you think this sounds good because i'm a very honest person i will tell you if it sounds like shit because i i'm not here to candy coat things like you want my opinion i'm gonna give it to you right yeah and uh, people be like oh does it sound good and it's like it's not whether or not it sounds good right it's more Every, I'm a believer of everyone can sing. It's just where is your range? You're not going to be Mariah Carey. You're not going to be Amy Lee, who's got the seven range, you know? You're probably going to be more in that two or three, possibly even just one. But, you know, if you find your range, then you can make it work. Kurt Cobain's not a good singer, but the sound that they put together, his voice fits perfectly. Jim Morrison's another example. Not a traditionally great singer, but because the musicians that he was with were top notch, they made him sound good. Mm-hmm. So agreed. Um, now, um, not to say that there's a huge change musically, but there's definitely a shift in musicality. I'm getting more of a '70s classic rock and dare I say, disco vibe on this record. And <laughs> listener, let me tell you, it's even more fun live. Um, yes, Thanks, I can't man. deny. So I was writing a lot more for this album than the mm-hmm. previous. Uh, some of the songs on Shadows, I'm not even on completely. Between Town, um, Cloud Nine, Sandbox, Sandbox, Sandbox. Yeah. What's the other one? I think it was Cloud. Cloud, Cloud Nine. Nine. Yeah. So we just kind of like continued on with what we knew. And I was kind of writing more tunes. And yeah, between Steely Dan, I have always listened to disco. There was never a time where it wasn't like, I don't know, keys parts, fun, you know, dancey stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think love like a good too. disco Motown. <laughs> Motown is a big chase. Yeah. And see, I can't I ever remember. I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But I was just going to say real fast. Like, but I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't remember at one point ever saying like, Let's make a disco record. It just kind of <laughs> no. happened. Yeah. That's the best way. Yeah. I bet I you like if our... you would have gone into it with the notion like, let's make a disco record, it would have sucked. Yeah. Right? But because yeah, it just right? kind of happened. Right. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is when, when things evolve and happen naturally, that's when the best shit comes out. It's like you spend all this time trying to find, find your sound or like find your mm-hmm. niche. And it's like almost when you, when you stop trying, is yep. when you find it. And that's kind of yep. that's kind of what happened to us and 
yeah, I mean, it continues to evolve and I feel like we hone in on it more and more each time and it just keeps getting better and feeling better. So, hell yeah. Um, a majority of the songs on this album are centered around or either adjacent to love, you know, good old oxytocin. Um, now, depending on when these songs were written, um, I'm curious to know if these sentiments came from the abundance of or possibly the realization of what you already had at the time, or was it inspiration due to a possible lack thereof during 2020's lockdown? And this this question really only depends on if these were written 2020, like during lockdown, or if they were before. I'd say the songs were definitely written before 2020 because yeah. I think we – well, we got the basic tracking done. Like was it towards the end of 2019, I think, yeah. and then that's when well, yeah, we Well, the funny thing is we got we, – we tracked the instruments live and got all that done like in March of 2020. And then, oh, right as literally, mm-hmm. literally, as everything shut down, we still had to do vocals and overdubs. <laughs> okay. it's, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. I was still in college at the time. I was on like a, I was in this big choir, right? We did a tour. I literally came back from Texas, got off a 13 hour bus ride, went straight to one of our gigs. And then the next day, we were recording. And then, like three or four days into recording lockdown hit and it was insane damn like mm-hmm. the biggest l ever dude. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you guys go to record uh it was with a guy named paul mcgurney uh, yeah yeah paul mcgurney yeah. and yeah i he, thought you were about to say a guy named paul mccartney i'm like bro shut the fuck no, up no, 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 <laughs> no you did not he, no. he, he didn't get he didn't get back to us in time so <laughs> Yeah. Damn we it, just went Paul. With the next one. Phone book, we just like went <laughs> next. Paul McCartney? <laughs> Paul McGurtney. <laughs> yeah. This guy is pretty close. No, yeah. Yeah. Paul's cool because he, he had like a mobile recording studio. So we, oh, we that's literally, cool. yeah, we literally set up shop in, uh, in, in, in my basement actually. And because that's pretty, is really, right yeah, it has really cool acoustics. So literally, we set up the kit set up all the instruments he got everything mic'd up sounded great that's how we did it it was great hell yeah yeah the description wise it was like uh i was in by the side of where we kind of set up for practice now there when we go there kind of like there's a pool table there i don't know if we we didn't move it so we recorded with the pool table right there and the pictures you see on the front of the album are literally inches from where we were recording parts like you're oh yeah you're seeing like mm-hmm. the whole studio but like in different styles almost hmm. so yes. but, uh, going back to your question about love uh and the song right and i given that it was before lockdown i guess I, at least because i know like i wrote the lyrics for jasmine even though it's trevor singing it but i say that was just more of inspiration i guess like i mean i wasn't dating anyone at the time but just kind of how i felt about being with someone like that mm-hmm. yeah. hmm. the only portion yeah. i really wrote for hey amanda was Hey Amanda. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. But even that it that, sticks, that, you know. Yeah. And and I said, okay, now Colin, which is terrible, because like, why would I have this great chorus and go, hey Colin, write the last of the lyrics? But I was like, now write something about familial love, because I d- I wanted separation outside of that. I wanted it to be kind of an open ended question on what this could mm-hmm. be about. But my sister is the focal point of my version of this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
I wrote it on my mother's birthday and there was just a lot of love coming out of that is what I what I realized is familiar love. A couple of the songs on the record, uh, now that we're talking about Jasmine and Hey Amanda, um, are named after what I can only assume are real humans. Well, not, not Jasmine, because that, that came about Fran, Trevor, and I were sitting around a piano in Three Oaks, and Trevor started playing the keyboard part, and mm-hmm. I just kind of started humming melodies with no lyrics in mind, and then uh, at some point, I, I just like I just said, Jasmine, and I, I've i never met anyone named Jasmine in my life. The only one I know is the... the chick from aladdin that's but, the one i was gonna say too she left an impression on all of us so there we go. You. but her but, and that tiger raj mm, loved it. but but you know i've never met anyone named jasmine but it was just it's just the name felt right for mm-hmm. what we were jamming on and what trevor was coming up with that just that felt like the right name for that song and then i just kind of focused the rest of the lyrics around this fictional character mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. now i love and hate songs with names in them um the hate really i'll be honest with you okay the hate comes from the simple fact that i am envious that i don't have a song named for me nobody's singing about chris or christopher okay Aww. not well, a we fucking can, we one can we, can, we, can, we can make that, that work will you make that. me one? Oh, yeah, we'll i would love it one. i would absolutely yeah. love we'll it you your own personal jingle babe we got you <sighs> Colin and I started a list of words gotcha. that we want to use use in tunes, oh, and we'll definitely it? add that one to. It was bamboozled, unfurled, and now Christopher or Chris. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I so, heard that in the Jackson Brown tune, unfurled. I was like, okay, there's the only song. There it is. Yep. Unfurled. Other than I feel the- like, I feel like Chris would be more of like, like a fun party song. Where I feel like Christopher is like that's the ballad. Christopher is a ballad. Christopher is a ballad name. How do you say your now, last name? Uh, Widener. Widener. It's like right. wide and Open nerd your heart without just wider. a little bit widener. No, don't. No, no, don't. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> that, that was just on the spot. I, I will say not every idea we have hits the mark on the first time so no that's yeah that's that's how it goes you know you got you got to sift through the poop to get to the gold i know that now uh that make brings me to a question do any of you have a song that has your name in it were you afforded with a song yes you have trevor's got a song so uh tame impala what is that uh i was holding hands with trevor that's the only oh uh, you got a tame impala the less less i know the better yeah that's less i know yeah you lucky (laughs) i don't i don't think there's a song with francis in it you know (laughs) i i i I wouldn't put it past francis seems like if there if i were to guess a decade where there's a song about francis oh yeah it's either 60s or 70s for yeah. sure for sure yeah. i would guess i would guess either one of those yeah i i don't think there's anything with colin as far as i know i i know but, one. I'll, tell you, but I'll tell you I, what it's what? uh it's called it's called upside down by the story so far but like he's shouting out Ooh. the band members and and one oh. of them is like it's like Colin sleeping with his gun. It's like terrible. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Going back to what we said earlier, uh, I was going to be Catherine, and then I come out, and they find out I'm a boy. So, they, well, oh, what are we going to name him now? And I swear to God, I think uh, there's a country artist named uh, Colin, 
this was back in 94. I was like, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I think that's just where my mom got it from. So, okay, let's name him Colin then. <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, the harmonies that you guys do, did you guys have to like, how do you go about that? Do you just listen to the Eagles and you're like, okay, so this is what Joe Walsh did and this is what fucking Don Henley does? Um, it's a little bit both. I mean, we definitely do have to practice. Usually, um, it's like we start with going, okay, what notes are in the chord? All right, you're singing the root, you're singing the third, you're singing the fifth, or sometimes we mix it up, do different inversions or whatever, mm-hmm. and seventh, you know, whole nine yards. But the most important part of harmony really is focusing on the placement of your voice and also your vowel color and the embouchure. The embouchure, the embouchure. Um, Listen, because- we have a little rule on the podcast about making up words. <laughs> Can't do it. I don't know what that right. last thing you said was, but I'm pretty sure so it was your, made up. Your mouth, your mouth, uh, like place placement. I guess not. Not like quite. here on my face. Yeah, like ooh, uh, like you want it to be the same, the same vowel color, so that it uh, it melds together and blends nicely. Okay. I'm sure it's like the shape of your your lips and your mouth kind of Uh, i guess yeah that's that's Um, something i didn't realize was like it's like pressing notes for your mouth right so like you know freddie mercury has a unique sound because of the shape of his jaw and how it uh mm -hmm. projects the sounds you know john mayer is notorious for making weird faces while he sings but yeah it's just contorting to get the right like sound of the vowel yeah is that what you mean by color yeah, kind of. So okay. color is kind of like like light and dark. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So like if I was going to sing like, ooh, that's like a normal placement kind of in the middle, or I could go like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. It's like further back, that's your placement. Like yeah, 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 yeah. In your throat, or you could make mm-hmm. it really bright and go like, ooh. Bring ooh, it up. Like in the mask of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Right? So that's all about color and placement. It all affects how how you blend with other people and also just, you know, good singing technique, those sorts of things. So there's so much that goes into singing that people don't realize mm-hmm. um, just off the off the cusp. So it's definitely a lot of a lot of learning to make sure that we all match each other so that it sounds mm-hmm. good, because if your balance is off, that's going to fuck it up. If your right. vowels are not the same, that's also going to fuck it up. There's so many things that can just go awry. So it's definitely very strategical <laughs> strategy. Strategical. <laughs> strategery. Strategery. I, started, I tried to say, Fran always says strategery. So I tried strategery. to say strategery, but strategical came out anyway. You know what? <laughs> we make up words today. It's fine. What were you going to say, Colin? Did I, did I take everything? No, I was just going to say, as far as harmonies for songs that we write, it uh, usually starts with a lead vocal, and then we kind of focus it around uh, what harmony would sound good with it, how many harmonies we need, mm-hmm. where does there need to be harmony, does there need to be a harmony at all? Because it could be like uh, the Beatles, She Loves You, where that entire song is all harmonies, or mm-hmm. and it's just kind of picking and choosing where vocal harmonies would sound best, where backing off and adding it would add dynamics to it so. right hell yeah fair yeah, enough it's really um it's really easy to overuse harmony too that's something i'm yeah. like i'm a serial harmony overuser because i want everything to sound like full and lush and i'm like mm-hmm. 
give me all the fuck. I want to expand that fucking cord. Give it to me. <laughs> and then it's like, we can't, we can't do that here. And I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. I just want to put it everywhere. Cause I personally just love the way that it sounds, but I think it's even more impactful when you use it in the right instances. Sparingly. Yeah. Spar- yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with, with grace, cause I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, it's like when you have a really cool lick in a song, right? Like yes. if you use it, every single time like every measure or every couple you're gonna get like whatever but if you hear it like a couple times you're like wow that's fucking cool you know right so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah less is more sometimes and that's something we've had to learn as well in a lot of different ways but i held on to this this coin is you talked about that one saxophone solo i'm like the next single you hear Dude. It's gonna blow your mind. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. So yeah. that album we were digging, Steely Dan, this this next song, it's like, oh, we we've definitely studied Steely Dan at this point. The next EP is just gonna be called The Early Does Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dude. Right. And I think be, being a concise group, uh, you know, with shadows, the recording process, the lineup changed halfway through. So right. obviously the, you can kind of tell who's playing on what, whereas this one, it was just all of us all the way through. And we had already been jamming together for a while now. And mm-hmm. obviously we're still jamming. So we're always learning new things from each other, kind of playing with each other, playing off each other, musically, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, I think the, the group is definitely it's the tightest it's ever been. And it hopefully it only gets better from here which I know it will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's something really special. Like when you, you get to know people so well, you can almost anticipate what they're going to do next. And that part of that comes from just us being so comfortable with one another in a musical sense and otherwise. I mean, we're all best friends. Like our musical chemistry is just, I would say, off the charts. Like we just get with each other so well. Like, and our friendship is just like, ridiculous we all just kind of it was like the first time we met it was like yep this feels right like this is Mm -hmm. what it is and it's kind of just been that way ever since it just like feels like we're supposed to be doing this shit together so and we're constantly we're constantly trying to push each other you know if someone like if someone plays something like someone might say "Eh, well we'll try this instead you know trying Mm -hmm. to get outside our comfort zones and push the boundaries of what everyone is capable of so we're not afraid to be tough on each other either Good. And that's really, that's the one thing I'm always like adamant about. It's like, remember, a band isn't just a band. One, it's a business, but even more so, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And all relationships Mm -hmm. require communication. You have to talk to each other. Being honest and being comfortable with each other is always like the highest, highest regard. You need that shit so bad. Oh, yeah. It's gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point where sometimes we're like, all right, how about if you do it and before you say it, it's like, oh, no, 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 trust me. I heard it too. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that. We're going to get that sharpened up. And we do it next time. We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 that was the, if ever there were a more meme worthy screenshot, it was that right there. The. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wear my sunglasses at night and inside. And inside. Um, I have to ask you one last question, and that question is, would you like to play a game? Sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. 
can't right. hear you, man. I, don't I wanna so, play a game. I don't I don't feel scared at all. I wanna play I wanna play a game. <laughs> Well, um, lucky for you guys, I feel no fear. So let's. Play. I feel no fear. <laughs> the the game that um, I think a lot of people like playing. It's called Syllable Sound Off. Okay, it's a game I invented. I was we were kind of drunk at a festival one time. Okay, so what? How it goes is you will pick a number between one and five. The number that you pick equals how many syllables are in a random word that I will pick. So if you pick four, I have to pick a random word that has four syllables. Yeah. And with and with that word, you have to name a band for every letter oh, in easy, that word. Easy. So yeah. if you were to Let's say, go. you know, if you were Let's to say independence, right, you have to say a band that starts with I, a band oh. that starts with N, a band yeah. that starts with D, right? So that's the game. That's all uh, it is. Okay. Wow. Okay, okay. Let's, do it. let's do it. Now you can play as a team or yes. you can play individually. It's totally up to you. Oh, okay. no, I'm down for it. Team. 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 I'm going okay. to lose. I'm going to fucking lose. So if, like, you're oh, playing play. <laughs> if you're playing team, then I'm going to pick a five-syllable word because you've got, you've got yeah, four right. brains on it. Okay? Me, and Fran, okay. right. me and Fran. And, do you want to do me and Fran and then Colin and Alyssa or do you want to switch them around? Me and Alyssa, Colin and Fran. Or we can do just one big team. Are we doing one big one team? Big... Yeah. yeah hey, big team. We're a yeah. unit, That'd you guys. One team. <laughs> sure, I'm good with the team, yeah. Six-syllable word. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Give us a 12-syllable word, okay? That's that's it not It probably doesn't even exist. No, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, other than supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. But I don't even think that's... Like, please don't 14. 14, yeah. 14, yeah. Yeah, 14. Who knew hey, that? Yep. Which one of you was like, Colin. oh, that has 14 oh, syllables? Colin. Oh, Colin. Colin. Yeah. 100% Colin. Colin. Damn it, Colin. Here. <laughs> okay, so perfect. We just got done saying uh, this word, a five-syllable word, communication, right? Communication. The perfect, uh, the number one thing in all relationships, communication. Ready, set, go. C. Courtney Barnett. O. Oasis. M. Monkeys? M. Mastodon. U. Umphreys McGee. N. Uh, uh, Nirvana. I. I. Uh oh. Oh my god, Im- immature, immature. I'm embarrassed. That's an R&B like group, yep. Immature. C. Cream. A. Oh god. Uh Alana Morissette. T. That's beautiful. Traf- traffic. Uh, beautiful. I. Oh my god, I got two eyes. Oh my god. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is <laughs> Time's up, big Dude, boy. I, I did not oh, want to say. I was not about shit. to say. I was not about to say ICP. That would be oh. fucked up, dude. No uh, that absolutely you, is an I word, and that's that fine. Count. Oh well, we were close. We respect the juggalos here. Okay, sure they're a little weird, but they're normally very nice people. You guys did pretty good. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. But because Thank I also like to participate, I want to play too. Okay. 
and I will take a five-syllable word. You guys can pick the word, and then one of you can time it. That way, um, mm. everybody's on the same page. Five-syllable word me, please. Can I Can I say it? Sure. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Clarification. Clarification. Okay, let me pull up that word in front of me so I can fucking... Here, I can time it. Clarification. Okay. Not Claritin. I don't have allergies. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Oh, oh, we were talking about John Mayer earlier. Yeah, we were. So I have really bad allergies, right? You know his song, Gravity? Yeah, of course I know that song. Okay, shut up. That was a stupid question. (laughs) I I changed it and made it. What a bozo choice. (laughs) (laughs) Only because it works for the meme, okay? Okay. Because it goes... Allergies working against me, and then you got a TikTok, bitch. Oh, fuck. put that shit on TikTok, get, dude. Bitch, get ready. We we are ticking talking this week. We're gonna be busting some shit out. Listen, That's if you weekend. if you make that TikTok and you want to write an a pa- a parody, a John Mayer parody, and make it about allergies, you tag me and I'll write the next line. You know what? Okay. We could we could we could do do like a song, but it's like uh, you do part, and then I'll do part, and then someone else can do another part, and we can make like a whole chain of a whole song. I'll put that on my on my personal one, and I'll tag you in it. I'll make it. Hell yeah! But um, all right, are we ready? I can name off the letters if Fran, you want to keep the time. Yeah, I'll keep the time. All right, the word is clarification. Are you ready? Yes. Let me know when you begin, Fran. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Three, two, one, now. C. Crossfade. L. L- oh, boy. Um, uh, La Locura. A. All the Remains. R. Rancid. I. Interpol. F. Fuck. Um. Uh, is that a is that a band? <laughs> no. Uh. F for um. Uh. Oh no. Uh. Fallout Boy. I. Uh. Emojin Heap. C. Uh. Oh God. Uh. Chris Stapleton. A. Um. Amanamarth. T. Uh. The Cure. I. Uh, insane clown posse. Oh. Um. Oh no. Let's go with. Um, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, oh, you're so close. You you, oh. you you got one letter more than us though. So well, well, you only had two letters left. We had three left. So damn. Damn. You know what's interesting? That's the only time I've ever not made time. Ooh. Ooh, we feel Mm-mm. special. Nice. I was distracted by John Mayer. Okay, we're gonna okay. say it. That's, well, that's also, what it is. there wasn't enough. You. There wasn't enough clarification. Mm. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm glad this is over. I'm sick of your dad jokes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I love. Um, they keep me sane. I do I love like- a good dad joke. Whenever I order a record online, like they have the little note section in there, I'm like, write your favorite dad joke. And sometimes they do it. Sometimes I'll get a little note. There was one I got the other day. It said, uh, 
on one side of the piece of paper it said how do you get a country a farm girl's attention right or how do you get a, a country girl's attention and then on the other side it said a tractor a tractor oh, a tractor yeah! like, that's now, pretty all good. Hear, all i hear is the fucking you don't have to be lonely at, at farmersonly.com yeah. <laughs> um fucking also i got punched in the face at an amona marth show in chicago no shit yes i shit. mean that's 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 the place where it'll happen it was iconic they came out in the all the all the viking shit they had on the big viking helmets and i was like Wow! and this guy he was like six two he was like Pah! i don't think he meant to i just happened to be level with his fist so, you know. <laughs> did a uh, part of your crowd do the uh where they all sat down and in, in rows and they they did the rowing <laughs> we did, did anybody... not do the rowing no, no. that happens <laughs> sometimes and it's really fantastic ago, to see yeah yeah this was probably like five or six years ago it was a hot minute yeah it was good though so tell me a little bit about this new song you've got coming coming up in the works it is called it is called your heaven okay i like this it sounds like it's gonna have john mayer it sounds like you're fucking (laughs) wrong chris that's what it sounds like but yes but um (laughs) it sounds like uh, you're an idiot chris it's not gonna have john mayer in heaven and we hooked up with producer nick rapley who uh this the arrangement wasn't how it was when we brought it to him and he said well and just like how we critique each other Mm -hmm. he said we'll switch this around put this part here put this part here and while we're working on it the core of it was just the band recording it in the studio and as we're working on the rough mixes of the basic track, and he's, he said, this needs strings and horns. And we figured, well, you know what? Let's do it. Ooh. I'm already <laughs> sold. I don't even need to know what it sounds like. The fact oh, that it's yeah. going to have some brass and in oh, it. honey, buckle. Are you guys the- going ska? Are you guys going to become a ska band? hope so. Hell oh, yeah. Fuck up, baby. Like <laughs> leaned into the all disco. the buckles, car seat belt, over the head roller coaster, <laughs> click clack. I want the, the lap bar, all the buckles. And uh, we also we also recorded group vocals and stuff like that. Whereas with the songs on Reckless, it was more stripped back. Like, let's just see what we can do as a four piece for mm-hmm. this song and for newer songs that we're going to be releasing in the future. We're kind of just going all out, seeing what what all we can do. You know, kind of like when the Beatles just became a studio band, saying, "You know what? All bets are off. Let, let's see how big of a sound we can make." And that's this song, "Your Heaven," is definitely one of the flagship songs of that mentality. Well, I'm excited. I'm so excited for the uh, the next wave of so- the early, especially if you guys become a ska well- band. This year, the mid the Midwest emo has had its shine. Okay, Scott needs to come back. You know, yeah. the Midwest emo yeah. thing it has had its shine, but like I think disco's coming back. So like, get ready for some disco Motown Bro. and soulful. Yeah. You dropped a bomb on me, mm-hmm. baby. You dropped Yo. a bomb on me. I never remember who sings that sings that song, but that's my favorite disco song. Get ready to have a new favorite disco song. <laughs> good good i like i like varieties nice. variety is a spice of life i wrote that song before covid 
for something completely separate and i showed it to fran mm-hmm. and he's like i got lyrics and so this is a tune that fran's mostly written i, I think didn't Alyssa you help with some of the lyrics on the uh the the verses yeah so the verse fran wrote yeah so fran wrote the chorus and i wrote the verse mm-hmm. this song is interesting because it doesn't follow a traditional like a b c b format right there's only one yeah. verse and there's like the choruses are super full and like it just sounds like a party when we were in the studio we um set up a bunch of room mics and went in there with our producer and just kind of like talked over each other and we were laughing and making jokes and just like talking shit and we layered that over like five times so it literally sounds like you're in a big party when you listen to the song hell yeah it's super that's cool it's like super interesting and different from anything we've ever done and it's it's really cool. I'm excited for you guys to to hear it and see oh, it. Oh, you guys are you guys are getting into your experimental phase now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> this is going to be the soft parade uh, album that you guys oh. are doing. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> a, a good, good it's a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. It was super fantastic getting to talk to you finally. I've been wanting to talk to you since you know I saw you, but then the pandemic happened, and then. It's just been a shit show, but I'm glad I got to see you guys play with Why Not Both and whatever um, Joss Dugan's new project is called now. The so every time I project. every time I see her, she's in a new band, and it's like, girl, <laughs> yeah. relax, pick one. <laughs> but I like I like that she changes it up all the time because then I'm like, oh, it's definitely not going to be the same thing I saw last time. So that's cool. Nice. Shout out to oh, Joss yeah. Dugan. Yeah, keep them on our toes. <laughs> keep them guessing keep them guessing yes. Josh um, where can the listener find and follow everything that is the early well uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well as Spotify and Apple Music all those streaming platforms and you'll want to for, uh, for social medias you'll want to type in the early band but you got to keep in mind that there is no A in early. It is simply E-R-L-Y. But for any of your streaming platforms, you can just type in the early. Hell yeah. Uh, just, I, I made a note of this, but then I skipped over it. Um, where does the name come from? What is the early? Oh my goodness. This is oh yes, time like to shine. the cat is out of the bag now. So actually it's my middle name. Uh, so... I jokingly said, you know, we were trying to come up with a name and I suggested the early kind of as a joke, Mm -hmm. but everyone loved it. So at one point I was like, Hey guys. Uh, so actually that's my middle name. Hope that's okay. And yeah, no, it's yeah. That's my middle name. And your your middle name name is early, not Earl. It's early. Yeah, it's early E R L Y. Yeah. Francis Early most... Gleason. Bro, you've got a very presidential hey, name. Francis Early Gleason. <laughs> Francis Early Gleason the third. The third. Oh yeah. my god, oh my <laughs> god, you're royalty. Holy yeah, shit. It's the, most, it's the most Irish sounding name ever. <laughs> Are you any relation to Jackie Gleason? Oh no. But you know what's no. funny is whenever whenever I was born, my mom wanted to to name me Jack. But had, <laughs> did not think about it, and my dad was like, "No, we're not doing that." <laughs> yeah, it's good. As yeah. as as yeah. Uh, uh, as 
famous as he was then, yeah. the whole uh, one of these days, Alice, straight yeah. to the moon, yeah, not that moon. funny anymore. Moon, Doesn't yeah. like, oh, you're gonna punch her. You're gonna punch yeah, her. That's punch what you're her. saying. Yeah. Not funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's not funny. funny. No. <laughs> uh, kind of funny though, just in the the context. Just a little bit. Not little not bit. actually yeah, hitting times. people. It yes. was like film yeah, history, humor, you know. It's dramatic. I get then, it. You're being you know. funny, but uh-huh. people do that, so don't. Don't do that. That's just it's a film. Yeah. It's not real. If you could punch someone to the moon, though, I would absolutely pay to see it. Yeah. You could punch <laughs> someone and they would fly to the moon. Red Bull. Yeah, I'll give Red you thirty dollars, bro. Do it. Thirty dollars, <laughs> bitch. I do it for free. <laughs> Are you kidding? What were those rock'em sock'em boppers or whatever? Just somebody rock'em stop popping somebody to the moon. And it's like. (laughs) I had those, and if you weren't paying attention, those things would send you to the ground. Yes. If you you were caught off guard, bow, you're going down, homie. (laughs) Um. Your plugs, I got to do mic plugs. Listener, you know where to find us. We're the only Toon Junkies that matters. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Toon Junkies Podcast, on Twitter, which I don't really use, Toon Junkies Pod. If you would like to reach me, you can leave me alone. But if you must be involved with my life, you can find me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty or on TikTok at DatBoyPit6. All right. The very last question I'll ask you is, well, second to last, what have you guys been listening to lately? What's been on the old Spotify title, Amazon Prime, YouTube, whatever, however you listen to music, what you've been listening Colin to? Colin first, my guy. Well, let's see. I mean, I guess as of, I guess if we're going like in the past six months or something, uh, towards the end of the year, it was uh, basically all of Tom Waits' discography, which I enjoyed very, nice. very much. And then uh, the new year came around, and uh, I actually went through Kanye West discography, the whole thing. So that, that was quite a trip also. And uh, other than that, uh, I've also been listening to a lot, uh, just kind of some soft EDM, actually. I listen to it at work. It's kind of just instrumental stuff, but it kind of helps me focus a little bit. And uh, Same. Actually, just yesterday, just uh, just out of nowhere, uh, New Orleans Brass, just a big, big band music. So <laughs> Nice. A little bit of everything, I suppose. Hell yeah. Uh, if you're into some soft EDM, I will always recommend some synth wave. Synth that wave. shit is always, always the best. That whole genre. Uh, personally, I like retro wave, which is like, mm. it's music that is playing after you've done a bunch of cocaine and you're driving in like a T-top Corvette in 1987. <laughs> nice. In yeah. Miami. In yeah. Miami. It's very specific. Very yeah. specific area. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all yep. pixelated. It's all like yeah. eight bit to sixteen bit pixelation. Yep. So mm-hmm. I've 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 already found a playlist. Hell yeah, <laughs> synthwave dude. Yeah, that is some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Fran, what have you been listening to, bud? I've been getting super into the Grateful Dead. So nice, kind of digging into that uh, territory. Hey, you um, want to go see uh, John Mayer perform with the Grateful Dead? Oh, for actually, the last time. Yeah, so what's funny is we have we have an off day that day. We're not gigging that day. So I think I'm going to head on over to Wrigley Field. There we go. And, I've been thinking uh, about it too. Yeah. Not a bit. I've never been into yeah. the Grateful Dead, but if yeah. John's going to be there, I'll check it out. Yeah. Nice. It should be great. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. How about you, Trevor? Goodness. I've been big into uh, the Detroit Soul Sound. 
uh, constantly listening to Alabama Shakes, um, Duran Jones and the Indications. Ooh, hell Black yeah. Puma, Black Pumas was a big one. Um, Crogpin. I, I, and the funny thing is, I'm naming everything that strictly is vinyl. I've been listening to a <laughs> lot of just direct vinyl. I, I reference back a lot to the 1975. Other than that, odds and ends of Tom Waits, jazz like Pat Metheny, um, Joni Mitchell, and Steely Dan. Steely Dan is a humongous one still. Hell yeah. And John Mayer. We'll, we'll, we'll tack it on with John Mayer at the end of the at the end of the Always day. Always John Mayer. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Alyssa. I do be listening to some John Mayer. Let me tell you. Mm. Um, yeah, I explored his new album, which was just tasty, you know. Um, Didn't like I, that, but okay. I'll, ac- <laughs> I'll accept a, the review, just not ASMR the sound. For the podcast <laughs> viewers. Yeah, you guys are welcome. You can uh, pay me later. It's fine. Um, so one that I always come back to is Esperanza Spalding. I just listen to her pretty much all of the time. I fucking mm-hmm. love her. Like, phenomenal. She did this, um, I guess, it's not really a live album because, you know, it was recorded in the studio. But she went into the studio with nothing prepared and, like, made this whole thing in 77 hours and live streamed the whole process and it was insane and i have the vinyl of that and i turn it on probably once a week and just you have a record it. that plays for 77 hours no she mm-hmm. created the whole record oh. in 77 hours okay i was like was only- dude what is that like nine discs bro <laughs> it's a whole ass box yeah. set, dog. Um, it's it's eleven actually. <laughs> it's eleven actually so, um actually it's yeah. eleven um actually but yeah, I've been really into like R and B lately as well. I love her. Um, she's <gasps> absolutely. Too. I oh my god, dude, she's phenomenal. Um, I've been really into Summer her song Walker. "Carried Away." Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. Um, fucking. I listened to Megan The Stallion like an insane amount. I just want to be her or want to be her <laughs> best friend. I can't decide uh, which. But you know that kind of stuff um super into the r&b i love all the classic like 90s r&b stuff um and then like the motown the the classic rock you know all the good goods um hall and Oates is one of my favorites so i'm pretty much constantly listening to them as well like i just i nut for hall and Oates. i just <laughs> cry they're my fave um so yeah lots of them but yeah hell yeah Chris, what have you been listening to? Oh, thank you guys so much for asking. Um, <laughs> I, um, so I've been, I went on a record hunt, not necessarily hunt, more of just record splurge, and so I bought a bunch of records, and one of those records is uh, uh, an album that I've always been very adamant about defending. Right, because I thought it was. I I was like, oh, this album's really good. It's not. It's not any good. And I realized that today when I re-listened to it from start to finish. And that album is Death Magnetic by Metallica. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah. I, 
Well, I really liked that album. It that was the Metallica album that came out when I was in high school, and I was like, okay, I'm super emo right now. Death Magnetic, that's super awesome. the The artwork is so cool, but I don't know. There's only there's really only one song on there that I like, and it's just the day that never comes, and that's because I like the vocal melody. I'm not, but yeah, overall, everyone who's ever gave me shit about that album, you're right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Well, I'm saying it, it right now. You were right. That album's not any good. Anger. You know, yeah, right. that's true. It's I not saying I, anger. I guess after saying anger, anything's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you know, no, you know what's funny? I owned Saint Anger and I never listened to it once. I only bought it because I really liked the artwork. Oh, I thought the, the, the wrist with the barbed wire around it, I was like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> never listened Dude, to this it. This is so metal. Yeah, middle school not- me was all about it. Yeah, I mean, I wore a Metallica shirt once when I was at the mall. I was like in high school and I had probably three people, three dudes come up to me and be like, oh, Metallica, like name like six of their songs in their first two albums. Like, do you even even really? So just be glad you're not a woman and you bought the thing for the artwork because you whiplash the four horsemen (laughs) seek and destroy. Uh, Hey, call you. Did you mean six from their first two albums or just? (laughs) Like six from each of their first. I can name their garaging stuff, dude. They were playing Sabra Cadaver. They were playing fucking Black Sabbath tunes back in the day. Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've also been listening to um, Dark Star. Um, Mm. I found this Chicago band. No, no, no. Um, It's a. It's a. It's a. That's Black Star. Yeah. Uh, There's a. I don't know. They're from like the Netherlands, or at least this was released. It's Dark Star Cryonics, nineteen eighty nine through nineteen ninety two. It's a little compilation thing, but it's a uh, like synth wavy, dark wave stuff. Um, I found a really awesome band from I think Chicago called Sasquatch Turf War. Um, <laughs> I love I it. Picked, <laughs> I picked cool up that name. record strictly because of the name. Um, Hidden Hospitals, Mark Morrison. And then I bought my first ever Guns N' Roses vinyl. And it's the only CD, it's the only Guns N' Roses CD I ever owned. And it was the greatest hits. That's the only mm. CD I've ever owned. Uh, okay. Wow. It's a great compilation. Is that the one with their cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door? Or is that on one of, okay. Right. Knocking on Heaven's Door, yeah. Right. I yeah. do like oh. that. that. That's a good rendition. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then... Um, as always, John Mayer. Um, I've been listening to a lot of her and Billy Joel because I've got a Billy Joel concert. Oh coming my god! Up, so. I love Billy's whole. Wait, 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 wait. Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll be there. Will you? Yep. Me and me and Nick, my the my old co-host. He, we're we're going. Nice. Going yeah. with my mom. She, well, she bought us the tickets as a birthday present two years ago, and then yeah. got postponed, and then got postponed again. I know. Uh, dude, I, every every time I happened. see it, I'm like, oh, is it actually going to happen, or is he going to fucking push it, it back another it, year? I haven't heard anything yet. So yeah, but it's it's I, Billy Joel and it's Billy Joel in June, and then Weird Al Yankovic in July. Oh, dude, <laughs> and dude, I want to go to the Weird Al shit because. <laughs> I was gonna go just be like, oh yeah, it's Weird Al, but then somebody was like, oh, he's not playing like all the covers. He's playing like the deep cuts, and Ooh. my favorite Weird Al song is Albuquerque. That's my oh, favorite whoa. fucking song. That's like way and, out there, dude. What yeah, the fuck? dude. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Okay, Love wait. It. Can we all say our favorite Weird Al song? Because I'm sure we oh all have Oh my God, one. yes. Oh, okay. Fran, you got Fran's like away from the camera and muted, so oh, he's not able to speak. Oh, fr- mm. we're gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Francis, this is canon for your life now. Once you hear this, you have to. You have to stick to it. Your you- favorite Weird Al song is Weasel Stompin' Day. Weasel Stompin' Day. <laughs> yep, that's there your favorite go. song. <laughs> one one that one that I always find myself going back to is a uh, trapped in the drive through and Ooh, for a ten minute oh, song yeah. for a ten minute <laughs> song I know pretty much all the words and I just yep. I just love it, dude. I always get all suya stuck in my head. It like it's on a constant loop, dude. Like I literally I'll wake up like at three a.m. And my brain's like, I'll sue ya. I'll take all your money. I'll sue ya. And they even look at me funny. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. But like all the scenarios in that song are so funny. The fucking cat litter and the hot coffee. I'm like, oh my God. Anyways. I'm I don't like, want to worry you. But if you're waking up at 3 a.m. hearing music, that's not your, your, you've got a, your content. I may bro. be having a schizo episode, but if it's Weird Al, I'm going to just write it off as me being a musician. And What if you had a poltergeist that based all of its actions off of weird owl songs dude okay all right if would that I be terrifying or awesome demon a sleep paralysis demon that <laughs> it was weird owl, owl. <laughs> <laughs> dude. that would be terrifying but also like al what are you doing a dream come true <laughs> yeah i uh Whenever I hear back, uh, I've been hearing Backstreet Boys a lot lately, and a lot, oh, it's, yeah. a lot of it's been, um, I want it that way. Okay. But yeah. I always hear the, eBay. I bought it on eBay. eBay. Tell me why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good All right, shit. Trevor, your favorite, okay, your favorite staple, weird now, sorry. Staple Trek was the one that, like, my introduction to him was white and nerdy. I know yeah. it's a parody tune. Straight out of like, Linwood. He's the yeah. guy that could could take an artist and quote unquote ratio them. Like get more listens and more like people involved in his music than the original by parodying it. Yeah. He's like a guy that you could talk about in classical music. And in in uh Kurt Cobain's like notebook, he said like I'll Al Yankovic is a genius. Like he wrote that out on like a piece of paper. It's like yeah, he nice. he was able to create something more than what an artist could create with one song. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Francis, you're back. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I am back. No, I'm you're back. good. But I just wanted to let you know that your new favorite Weird Al song is Weasel Stomping Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, that's great. I, 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 ha- I have one, but I'm okay to keep that one. So, well, okay, just for just for fun, say what's your second favorite, which was initially your so, first favorite? Yeah, so my second favorite, I don't even know if he ever recorded it because Paul McCartney said no to it because he's vegetarian, but he took Live and Let Die and made it chicken pot pie. Oh my god, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, where can uh, I hear think- this? I think you can hear it on YouTube or something like that, but like he was going to do it. He wrote the whole song out, Chicken Pod Pie, instead of Live and Let Die. And Paul McCartney was like, sorry, I'm vegetarian. You can't do that. He said, I do love that song, but no. <laughs> but no, yeah. So yeah. that's my second. That's my second favorite. All right. Nice. That's fair. Yeah. I love that. The very last thing I'll say before we fucking kick rocks, right? <clears throat> What song would you like to close out the episode with? Ooh. Preferably one of your own. Don't say Weird Al. Sure, sure, sure. Oh. 
Should it be should it be echoes since we all sing on that one? Yeah, let's do echoes. Yeah, sounds echoes good. Echoes of your love. Hell yeah. So tell me and the listener a little bit about this song before we before we leave. This was yeah. actually the first song that we wrote together as a group. Honestly, because really? Alyssa hadn't been in the band that long. I think it started with uh I think it started with uh well I just the came bridge, up with B right? Well no, I think it was just B minor and G, and we just jammed yeah. on that. And then I came up with the bass riff that you hear, and then Trevor said, Oh, cool, I, I actually have a chord progression that could go along with that. So then his mm-hmm. chord progression became the chorus. And then while I was working on lyrics, we kind of worked on other another progression and Alyssa just started singing let me hear the echoes of the world that was actually a spot on impression that was really good and when she started singing that we all looked around and said you know I, I think we got something this could definitely yeah. be something hell yeah 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 and then we um we finished off the lyrics together and uh we kind of it was one of those songs that just kind of like fell together you know sometimes sometimes you take like days weeks months to write a tune you're like man i don't know what the fuck to do and other times it's like 10 minutes you're like bet bitch let's go and that's kind of what happened we just like organic baby farm to table (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so it was cool and that song is um like very interesting especially because Colin sings lead on the first verse and then Trev sings lead on the second verse and then I sing lead on the bridge and there's harmonies throughout that whole song so you know to circle back to our talking about love of harmony the Mm. whole thing is like riddled with them and um yeah that that song is it's just so fun I sing a high f sharp five at the end of the bridge which is like you know (laughs) <laughs> but take it it's so <laughs> i'm just kidding but it's very fun to play live and um, it was fun to... <laughs> <But take> it. <laughs> it's fun to record um it's really good to do those like vocal acrobatics stuff you know keeps yourself spry keeps mm-hmm. yourself learning and um yeah it was just such a fun process creating it well hell yeah i with that being said Thank you guys so much for giving me two hours of your time. I had a really great time. It was so nice to sit down and talk with you guys. Please enjoy Echoes of Your Love. This has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and I will see you on the next episode.
Alright, now, before we go any further, um, I think Zoom wants me to, uh, I think I've used up all my, uh, mana for a Zoom, um, and it wants me to upgrade. Otherwise, we only have seven more minutes to, uh, do stuff, so, oh hold on. I have to give them... I see that. Literally six yeah. minutes counting down right now. Yeah, oh, I have no. to give them some money, or it's gonna, like, not continue and this is one of everyone's like oh well what platform were you going to use and it's like well it depends sometimes i use discord just because i don't have to worry about paying them money but zoom is a lot easier for people to like navigate and discord if you don't already have it you have to set up a whole thing and sometimes it's kind of kind of uh goofy now, where the fuck? oh there it is okay bundle and save <laughs> Oh my goodness! Looks like you opened the the suitcase to Pulp Fiction. Like, are we happy? Are <laughs> <Like, laughs> <too> we happy? <laughs> you oh, oh, we, oh, we happy! <laughs> All right. Do this. Are you okay? Do Pretty this. fucking far from okay. Pretty fucking Pretty far from okay. Fuck all. <laughs> Come on, Zoom. Just About to go me. medieval on your ass. Fucking. Please. Okay. So, can you guys see me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I can't. I'm, I pulled up another window. I gotta. One, it wants me to create an account. And so the first question it's asking me for verification, please confirm your date of birth. And when I click on year, do you know what the first year that comes up is? Oh, 1902. <laughs> wow. That's no, None of those people are here right now. N no one can select that. If, if they, yeah, they were, they would to... not be using Zoom. <laughs> no, yeah. they would not. They would not know how no. to do Stupid. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Hold on. Mm -hmm. This is this is silly. Which you're but telling me you're, you weren't born in 1902? Sometimes I fucking feel like it, dude. <laughs> My feet currently feel like I was born in 1902. Can I vent to you guys for a second while I no. pick this thing up? Okay, well, then never mind. Go <laughs> fuck me then, right? Oh, come on now. Vent. Yeah, go ahead. Vent, vent away. <laughs> so, I... I think I have been wearing the wrong size shoes my entire life. You're okay? kidding me. You're no, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Okay, so I, I had these boots. I've had these boots for like nine years, and they're starting to get old, and so I got rid of them. And so I went to go get some new ones. And so I bought the size that I was, or that the last ones were, at least the ones I thought they were, which was a seven. And when I put on, when I tried on, Every fucking boot that I could find that I liked, there was a seven. They were astronomically large. They were okay. way too big. I've and had I was that like, problem yeah, and I, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I've been so I finally found a place where boots that I like, super expensive though. And I've gone through three different pairs trying to find a size that fits. And then they put me on this like machine the other day that was like. It was like the little Wii Fit board, and then <laughs> and then it had cameras, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna like measure your feet." And I was like, "Listen, dude, that's like I I sort of believe you, but also if you're about to take feet pics right now and sell them on the internet, I at least want to fucking cut. You're not about to steal my shit and give me no money for it." <laughs> and. Uh, so they're like, oh, well, according to this, you're a six and a half. I'm like, bro, when I haven't worn a six and a half since I was in like fourth grade. I'm like, what is going on here? You're telling bro. me, I think they just like bumped up every size because I ordered a six and a half like since middle school probably. And like, oh, I think 
is it me that's dying out or is it him? No, it's him. Not him. Trev, your audio is cutting out real bad, babe. Trev, you're dying. And he's invisible. Oh, no. We lost Trevor. Can you hear me yes. now? Yes. Yes. God forbid I use my ten and a half size feet to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that are apparently tens now. Anyway. What are we doing now? Um, sorry, I He's paying money to Daddy Zoom right now. So <laughs> Papa Zoom. Zoom Papa Daddy. Zoom. Zoom Daddy. Papa Zoom Daddy. Mm. Yes and yes. Hey, what's that timer say? One minute. Oh fuck! Uh, two minute, two minute, two minute, and seventeen seconds. Oh my goodness! Okay. No, okay. no time. There's no, no rush. I don't know what's gonna happen when, uh, if when the when it runs out, <laughs> starts charging you. Money signs go up. Yeah. Twenty twenty-five cents per minute. I'm like, bro, what? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't hate you know how that. How scary but. that would be after four or five minutes. You'd be like, oh my god. Bro, and especially since these normally go like an hour long. Usually. Yeah. I, I um, yeah, I was listening to others. So do you do you start most with what's the best live performance? Because I think you I remember listening to one and you started it off with um with that uh who is the E Street band? Oh no. Bruce Springs Bruce Springsteen. You always started you, you started off with that one the last one, didn't you? Uh, I uh, listen. I don't know what you're talking about because I have never once brought up Bruce Springsteen on the show. On the last one, mm-hmm. you are you? I feel like you brought that up first one, first like the last. Yeah, I want to say you brought it up. I, it feels it felt too too familiar. Did you see my post today on the on the um on the the Facebook the podcast? Uh uh. Oh my god. The podcast profile, those Facebook, because I posted on there and <laughs> on mine today asking other people what their live was, their favorite live was. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once and I can't fucking do it. You're good, do your oh, shit. that's cool, dude. We, we do, we do meetings all the time. Good. Yeah, we do oh, meetings good. once or twice we a know, week. We can entertain we know, ourselves when yeah, you get your shit done. <laughs> we've learned how to do good. this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What's the timer looking like? Oh, bad. oh, bad. Less than a minute is all it says. <laughs> Less than a minute. Oh, God. That's we all it says. Though. Less than a minute. Highway to the danger zone. You know what's funny? I think uh, we're talking about um. Okay, no time limitation anymore. Boom. All right. Woo! We saved it. You did it. Okay. Proud of you. That's the... We're in. My, <laughs> we got yeah, my, ha- my hacker voice. <laughs> All right. 